Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. I have to be straightforward with you from the very beginning. I had hoped leading up to this week that the midterm elections would in some profound ways resolve important issues that divide our nation and our people. I know you, perhaps most of us, were in fact hoping for the same resolution. Of course, a, an election that uh, ended on our own terms with our values and philosophy and beliefs held up by most, if not all, of our countrymen, our fellow patriots. We didn't succeed, did we? in that hope, but we did make advances in that direction. Our existential midterm election has answered some important questions in and about America and did succeed in halting at least momentarily our blind descent into open conflict in our fractured society. But yesterday's vote didn't answer all our questions or truly and finally resolve our conflicts between warring parties and between our visions for this great republic and all Americans united. It was supposed to be a great red wave, a red tsunami, predicted by a number of pollsters and politicos, and most of us had hoped against hope that we would see that unfold. So no, we didn't win a wave. We didn't win a transformational victory, nor a mandate. But we did win victories, like the re-election of Congresswoman Claudia Tenney of New York. We talked with her last night as she celebrated her re-election to the House of Representatives. Congratulations, Representative Tenney, on winning re-election. You're a terrific force in Congress, and I know you have to be pleased with your margin of victory, richly deserved. Well, thank you so much. It's been a tremendously difficult year in New York. We've had redistricting, lawsuits, two primaries, uh, lots of confusion, and I have a very new district that uh, uh, thankfully is uh, looks favorably on me as I had a, a big primary win, and now we're seeing an even bigger uh, general election win, which I'm really gra- grateful to the voters and hoping to see a little more excitement on the statewide level. I know we've got a lot of tight races here, but Uh, There's still a lot of votes to be counted, and uh, we're hoping that uh, these are going to come down to the wire, and we're going to see some big wins, and we're going to take back the House. Well, as as you would say, it looks like there's going to be some headwinds. Is it your judgment that that uh, tsunami is now perhaps uh, more of a wave, or perhaps is it even not a red wave? I was always cautious about this. I thought we would probably gain around 15 seats, uh, and I still think that we're probably on track to do that. I see some big wins out there still. It's early. It's early. You know, you don't know what you can watch on TV. You don't know where these votes are coming in unless you've got the inside data. Uh, because I know, like, first of all, you see them all come out, and they're all early votes popping out first. And then you're going to see, you know, the early votes are typically Democrats. The absentee ballots are typically Democrats. 
usually two to one margin. So you're going to see as the numbers come in, you know, the Republican candidate chip away at those. And that's what we're seeing. So a lot of the votes are just starting to come in a lot of confusion. Obviously, we see issues in Arizona, uh, but uh, this is a, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what ultimately happens when we get to the end here. I see some nice wins out of Virginia. I see Glenn Youngkin was on some good wins out of New York. I think Michael Lawler's looking really strong. It should be interesting to see who ends up winning. You know, they're not showing, they're only showing the swing seats. They're not showing a lot of the big wins uh, that we right. could be seeing down in, uh, in, New York, in uh, Long Island, where although it looks like Lee Zeldin is not gonna prevail here at, yet, um, he was very strong in different parts of the state, including Long, Long Island, where he's from in New York. So um, I see that there's still a lot, of, a lot of votes to be counted. So it's gonna come down to the wire. Thankfully, I'm not gonna be the one uh, with my votes down to the wire as I was in 2020, where I was up by uh, 28,422 votes and ended up only winning by 109. And that's after 100 days in, in court. But we fought it out. We started the Election Integrity Caucus. As I've cautioned everyone who talks about this red wave, red tsunami, we have huge issues we've got to deal with with election integrity, and we are going to continue to work on those issues. So um, hoping that uh, we're going to you know, continue to correct that as time go, goes forward and, and we take back the House this, uh, this year. As bad as the state of uh, this economy has been and is the pain that's been inflicted by this, this puppet president, this election is far, far closer than anyone, I think, uh, frankly. Uh, uh, conservative, Republican, independent could have ever imagined. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, it is very close. And that's because we have a lot of problems with communication. We've got a media that is in the tank with the left wing and the Democrats. We have Democrats who uh, don't acknowledge, uh, you know, that, that we are a constitutional republic. We keep hearing about democracy, democracy. You know, we are a constitutional republic that's self-governing. We are not a straight democracy, and that's by design because our founders were concerned about the tyranny of the majority. It's one of the reasons, you know, I'm a former newspaper owner. I'm an attorney. I explain every vote that I take in the House because I want to decode what's going on in Washington. I want the voters to know that they, what's, what, why bills are named a certain way and they don't do what they say they're gonna do. I wanna make sure that the public is able to be self-governing. Remember, that was the quintessential question that Lincoln asked during one of the worst moments in our nation's history, the Civil War, was the question of, yeah, can we save the Republic? But more importantly, can we be self-governing? And we're at that precipice. And it looks to me right now like New York State is not in a position to be self-governing. I'm very concerned about the future of New York State. If we continue with one party rule and the kind of tyranny and the kind of uh, authoritarianism we're seeing from Kathy Hochul, unprecedented, she makes Andrew Cuomo uh, look like someone who's uh, a moderate. And this is, a, this is a, I'm very, very worried about the future of New York State. I'm very worried that the, the Empire State is gonna look like the Exodus State uh, if we don't take back some of these key seats in Congress and we don't chip away at some of these Senate seats and also uh, a number of the uh, assembly seats that uh, to take back the supermajority that they hold in the New York State uh, legislature. I think what you're seeing, you know, you see the Democrats talking about Ron DeSantis saying, you know, oh, he won because he gerrymandered. And my question is, yes, he moved all kinds of Republicans from the Northeast 
uh, where they didn't feel their government was working for them and they moved to Florida where they could find freedom and a governor that actually uh, represented their values. And that's why you see a resounding win out of not just Governor San DeSantis, but all the, w the, the waves he brought through, big wins in Miami-Dade, those areas which are traditionally Democrat areas, he brought in a huge number of votes. Maria Salazar winning with big numbers, Carlos Jimenez winning in big numbers. It was amazing. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the votes coming in, but I, I'm seeing now as we uh, flip through the screens here on my TV that more and more Republicans are coming in. So uh, I don't think the wave is gonna be any, as big as some projected, but it's gonna be about where I projected. Uh, and that's because I'm concerned about election integrity and whether uh, we were really getting our message out there on that issue. And to that issue, Congresswoman, I, Maricopa County uh, in, in Arizona, uh, machine problems. Uh, it, also in New Jersey, uh, we, as we look around the country, Pennsylvania, uh, some of the original uh, problem states, uh, certainly having problems once again with two years to prepare. Uh, it, it's inexcusable. Uh, electoral integrity is, as you, as you are demonstrating through your leadership, is absolutely critical. Uh, yet we still have three major electronic voting companies, private companies, who are all unregulated. Uh, and that is just a straightforward fact. I don't want them, frankly, regulated by the federal government. Uh, I want them regulated by state governments, but they're not even that. Most secretaries of state and county clerks who administer, who run elections uh, in, in the states don't even know what a machine is or what happens in that little black box. Can you speak to that? Yeah, it's a huge, it's an issue. Look, it should be one citizen, one vote. You're seeing the vote diluted by attempts to put non-citizens in to vote in our elections. You see a, a move by Democrats, particularly in New York, against having a photo ID to vote, which has been, it's, it's an 85% winner uh, when you deal with all, across all uh, polling, all demographics and all ethnicities, everybody agrees right. that that's something they want. But I mean, it's really about being bold enough to get the message out there and not be accused of being election denier. This is what the Democrats are so effective at saying, you challenge an election or the, the situation in an election and suddenly you're an election denier. I've had Democrats in New York City where it's all about primaries there because they're all Democrats complain to me and say, we need election integrity. I'm like, join my caucus. And you know, they end up getting, losing in primaries. They have issues down there, but because they, the majority ruling class of the Democrats in New York, they don't want to fix it. And that's what you're seeing around the country. We need to be bold and we need to take this seriously. We cannot let the Democrats continue what they've been doing uh, to undermine our elections while they accuse us. That's exactly what they're doing. While they suppress the votes, we want every citizen to vote because guess what happens when we have huge turnouts? Republicans win. And that's because people feel trust in the system. So it's a never ending fight. We've got to continue on that on that on that vein. We thank you very much, Congresswoman, for being with us. Thanks so much. And, uh, thank and you so much. for Congratulations. Thank you for the kind words. Yeah, thank you. It is, as Congresswoman Tenney said, a never ending fight. While some of our elected officials, like Congresswoman Tenney, are pursuing important and critical public policy goals, our media of all kinds, but last night, mostly the cable and TV network kind, press propaganda and refer to Republican politicians and elected officials who question the integrity of the 2020 election as 
election deniers. They insist that you not be properly skeptical of all media in this age of disinformation and lies, particularly of the political kind. Here's CNN's John King asking his audience to suspend their critical judgment and rely on the good work of government, especially the government most proximate, closest to you. We're keeping an eye on that one. That's good. But you see, that's our first votes. And that's the wonder of democracy, whether you're a Democrat or Republican. And I wanted to point that out to be a little bit of the crank in the room following Brianna there. Stay off social media, people, if you're trying to figure out, if you're trying to figure out, are there really issues with votings? Trust your local officials. Trust us here. Trust a news source that you know and trust, to be honest about this. They're doing their jobs and they're doing it right. I offer another request of you. Don't suspend your critical judgment, please especially when it comes to politics, government, and media, all of it, but particularly corporate media. And when it comes to elections, we need to first speak honestly about them. And when there's a question about irregularity or anomaly or outright appearance of impropriety or fraud, we should investigate. And we, the public, should have the answers forthwith, and certainly at least in the time it takes to hold an election, and to count the votes. Until then, the clock is ticking on the survival of our great republic. Let's fight, and let's fight to win. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for voting. And here tomorrow, our guest will be Congressman Andy Biggs, former head of the Congressional Freedom Caucus and a great American. Till then, God bless you, and may God bless America.